wow, a woman doing engineering. Isn't that usually a man's job? If you're Indian, you must be really good at math. Oh, he's got glasses? He must be a nerd. These are just a few of the common stereotypes I've heard. Stereotypes are all around us, whether we realize them or not. According to psychologist Paul Bloom, in his 2014 NPR interview, there are three main stereotypes that social psychologists talk about. Age, sex, and race. So when you look at somebody in, in a fraction of a second, you record a kid, an adult, an old person, man, woman, Chinese, American, black, white, whatever. You do this in a fraction of a second. It's unconscious, it's very powerful. From the time that we were children, we were taught that some jobs are only for one sex, or some people are better or worse at certain things because of their age or race. While today's world is more progressive and accepting than ever before, stereotyping is still prominent, even in people who consider themselves open-minded. Like Bloom mentioned in his interview, stereotyping is more subconscious than we think. Swedish author Fredrik Bachmann illustrates this phenomenon in his book, Anxious People. Right from the title, I judged this book by its cover, pun intended, and assumed that it was about people and their anxieties. I wasn't entirely wrong, but I was made to believe I was on the very first page. Bachmann claims the story of the book is, quote, a bank robbery, a hostage drama. This story is about a lot of things, but mostly about idiots. The story is set in a small town in Sweden and revolves around the day before New Year's Eve. Up until the 12th chapter, we don't know the names of any characters or much about their relationships with other characters. We're only really given context through their professions. This leaves room for the reader to make their subconscious assumptions about the characters and their relationships. I, for one, definitely made assumptions that I found to be highly inaccurate when I reached the end of the book. I've always considered myself a fairly open-minded person, but even the most open-minded person will automatically make their own assumptions when distinguishing information is kept hidden from them. Let me show you what I mean by this. I found this classic riddle in a Boston University article that goes, quote, a father and son are in a horrible car crash that kills a dad. The son is rushed to the hospital. Just as he's about to go under the knife, the surgeon says, I can't operate. That boy is my son. Take a second and think to yourself, how is this possible? Well, you might assume that the son's father is gay, so he has a male partner who happens to also be the surgeon. But did you think that maybe the surgeon could be the boy's mother? According to the article, even young people and self-described feminists tended to overlook the possibility that the surgeon in the riddle was a she. And interestingly enough, there was research conducted by psychology professors Michaela Wapman and Deborah Bell that revealed a shocking statistic. 78% of the 300 participants from within and outside of Boston University and of various age ranges did not consider the surgeon being the boy's mother. This clearly shows how even if we think we're open-minded, there are some stereotypes that have been planted in our minds when we were young.
And that surface when we're faced with a situation in which we have to make assumptions. Again, I genuinely believe that I'm a fairly open-minded person, but reading this book had me thinking a lot about my self-awareness. I felt like there was this transformation in my mindset. My subconscious preconceived notions revealed these insights to me about the person that I am. With this new perspective, I now thought more about the person I want to be. Someone who lets people paint pictures of themselves for me, rather than only viewing them with my eyes. Now, I don't want to spoil anything for you, so if you want to learn about your own subconscious stereotyping, you'll have to find out for yourself. But let me leave you with one question. After reading the book, what kind of self-transformational questions might you have? Thank you.